Good day, and welcome to the first of probably tens of episodes of this podcast. My name is Kelly, and I'll be a host here. Avoiding boredom is for those who need to fill a block of time in their lives and maybe learn something new. All topics are up for discussion and exploration. This week, we will learn about the receipt, cranberry, and color photography. Our brand of the week will be the matter dance. So settle in, take up a chance, and listen to me breathing into your ear while we avoid boredom. For our first topic of the day, fossils. When most people hear fossils, they think of dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. However, fossils come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and compositions. Researchers in Antarctica have found evidence of forest existing on the frozen pole over 280 million years ago. The southern polar forests were dominated by one type of tree, those in the Glossopteris genus. These were behemoths that grew from 65 to 131 feet tall, with broad flat leaves longer than a person's forearm. The fossils are so well preserved that scientists can extract the amino acids that are present in the fossils and learn how the trees survived in such a southern hemisphere. Researchers noted that the change in the environment they saw in the fossils was similar to the changes that we are currently experiencing with global warming. The paleontologists have since gone back to Antarctica and expect to spend the rest of the winter down there learning even more about the forest. For our photo buffs, this week marks a significant anniversary. On November 23, 1868, Louis de Coles de Huron applied for the French patent for the process of making color photography. Mr. Huron started the research process in 1862 and sent many letters to the French Academy of Sciences. While he never presented his ideas, he continued to expand on his original work. On November 23, 1868, Louis received the French patent. In 1876, Huron received his patent in England. In 1867, there's a temporary conflict. A poet by the name of Charles Cross also submitted sealed documents to the French Academy of Sciences, and both men's documents were read in the same session. While this could have easily become a massive he said, she said, it was documented that both men were able to settle their differences and even went on to become friends. This just shows that without friendship, your nudes would be in black and white. everything awesome that NASA does, this week they made an announcement that I'd expect to hear from Goodyear. This week, NASA announced that after tireless research, they have developed a set of chainmail tires. This comes after observing the Curiosity rover on Mars had excessive wear on its wheels. The team at NASA set out and came up with a new tire that can take a beating. NASA named them Spring Tires. Using a chainmail design, NASA came up with an airless tire that can stand up to the rigors that space driving has. NASA said that they can use these tires for both Mars missions and lunar surfaces. Are they possibly hinting at a moon launch? Either way, these new tires are now being tested on earthbound vehicles to see if they can save money on rubbers. Let's go back to a simpler time, back in the days of the 2000s. Canada had not yet been discovered, America was still cool, and fanny packs were still with it. Part of the 2000s also brought us a new innovation, the ERC. Beginning as far back as 2005, a select few retailers made this an option for people to have instead of the usual bottle of paper and its inherent dangers. See flesh wounds and fire hazards. Jumping ahead to our modern times, and the e-receipt has become commonplace, with some retailers only offering paper if you ask for it. I remember one time in a large blue electronics retailer, I'll say its name if they agree to pay me, otherwise it can be described as a handy Amazon showcase, when the sales associate became quite upset when I asked for a paper copy and no emailed version because I didn't want to give out my email. 
There was a time in history where a paper receipt was the only way to record that you purchased some goods and services and not by applying the five finger discount. The receipt is one of the oldest documents that we have, dating back to Mesopotamia. We know that Alulu bought five sheep, one lamb, and four grass-fed male kids. This was put on a clay tablet and somehow didn't get stuck in Alulu's couch in that time. Fast forward a bit further and the Egyptians are using receipts to record the sale of dyes and other wares. This was done on papyrus and quill. The receipt basically stayed the same until the printing press came around and put the monks out of business. The printing press was able to push out receipt books so that people could get a uniform book instead of the corners of their envelopes or whatever the shopkeeper had laying around. This handwriting style would stick around even until modern times where smaller shops still handwrite receipts. In the late 1800s, the National Cash Register Company started making a register that could print receipts. This would become the next best thing until sliced bread became a thing. When man went to the moon, he brought back the thermal printer and the ability to make that receipt that you can't laminate because it will turn black. Thermal printers work by heating parts on a printing head. The spots that are hot will make a black mark on the paper. Using the hot spots, entire rolls of paper can be printed quickly and quietly. Receipts have been a staple to the shopping experience, no matter what store you go to. If you buy something, then you will get a receipt. Stores, however, seem to think that receipts are a great advertising medium as well as a spot to print a novel when you only bought a stick of gum. Everyone has been to a retailer that has long receipts. CPS, Target, Superstore, Walmart, and a variety of other stores are all guilty of having lawn receipts. If you go online and search lawn receipts, you'll be treated to a bunch of images of people comparing their receipt length to household objects. Adweek did research and found the top five receipts in terms of length. At the top of the list was Kmart, with a massive two-foot long paper beast. CVS, which previously had the longest, has since changed and has a miserable five inches. However, in the middle of these extremes was Target at eight and a quarter inches and right edge. This increase in length passed just the name and what you've purchased to include weekly deals, survey codes, well wishes, and the directions to the holy grail on the very bottom has seen a substantial increase in the receipt length. But pharmacies are not the only guilty parties in this game. With my previous trip to Golden Arches, my receipt for one coffee was an impressive 8 inches long, and it told me how to live my day, where to enter my experience, and how to make a donation to charity. This behemoth wouldn't have been right if it wasn't for this research. With paper copies of everything on its way out, the paper receipt may soon be gone and replaced with selling your email to a company for proof of purchase. The band I'm about to play came to me after a random band followed me on Twitter and started posting about their new album. I decided to give the Natterjacks a chance and bought their album The Highlands. Turns out they are from London and got bit with the Mumford and Sons bug. This album was quite the rage in my car and I've been a fan since. The Natterjacks are a duo that takes that hipster guitar and banjo sound and adds a fresh breath of air to the genre. The two albums since their debut album, the Natterjacks have been turning up in the UK. I personally love this new song they've released and I hope you do too. Up next, the Natterjacks, so it seems, off their new album, White Peak. So it seems that I've been rather foolish for some time Trying to chase a lot the dreams you left behind Let him allow my dust to through Trying to recall all of the 
Lumpy bland potatoes, the green mushy green beans, that weird thing with marshmallows on yams, thin brownish gravy, and finally the best part of the whole meal, cranberry sauce. This berry-based relish can have its origins dating back to when the settlers first came to North America, and was a staple diet for the aboriginals of the area. Cranberries, blueberries, and concord grapes are sometimes hailed as the only native fruits in North America, which is mostly true. They just happen to be the fruits that we can mass produce with ease. Cranberries were traditionally grown logs and harvested by hand, dry. This image of the bright red berries is just not right. As for the Ocean Spray commercials, they are harvested in water by two guys in hip waders. Hi, we're Ocean Spray Cranberry Growers. In reality, the bogs are flooded when the berries are ripe 
and they float to the top and can be sucked up with ease. This process can damage the berries slightly, which causes the need for those berries to be used somewhere else. Here comes Ocean Spray, willing to use the messed up berries for their various products, most notably their cranberry sauce. The little can with the upside down label on it has a unique taste that can be replicated at home with some difficulty. A traditional family recipe calls for one cup of cranberries, a cup of water, and a cup of sugar. Mix and boil until the water is reduced and the berries mashed. This recipe is as easy as it comes without taking her to dinner. So this year's Thanksgiving, take the time to thank those who took the time to open the can of red deliciousness and plopped it on the plate for those to enhance their turkey with. That brings us to the end of a great episode of Avoiding Boredom. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and will subscribe, rate, and recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Next week, I have a preview for the UFC fight, and we'll be looking into the origins of toilet paper. My name is Kelly Moronic, and until next time, stay bored.